Podcast Answer Man, episode number 393. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft and this, my friends, is the podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. That's right, it does not matter if you are brand new to this online content creating world we live in or if you've been creating content for many years, there's something we can all do to take everything we do in life to the next level. And taking things to the next level is what Sarah Werner has just done. And I want to read to you an email that just came in right before I hit the record button. She says, Hi, Mr. Ravenscraft. My name is Sarah Werner, and I'm a huge fan of the Podcast Answer Man podcast. I decided to, I decided that I wanted to get into podcasting several months ago. And my good friend Peter Adal from the 168 Opportunities podcast suggested that I listen to your podcast podcast for advice. Well, first of all, let me just stop there and say thank you, Peter, for mentioning that. Uh, I know Peter extremely well. He was a member of the podcast mastermind uh, for many years while I did that. And uh, anyway, she continues to say, so I did. And as of yesterday, I'm proud to announce the official iTunes launch of the Right Now podcast. I just wanted to say that I could not have done this without you, even though you have no idea who I am. The internet is weird like that, I guess. Anyway, I hope all is well with you. I look forward to more episodes of Podcast Answer Man as I continue to hopefully improve and enhance my own podcast. Kind regards and warm thoughts, Sarah. Sarah, congratulations on the launch of your Right Now with Sarah Werner podcast. I'm looking in here. Just so you know, guys, you can just uh, look for that. It's Right Now, which is W-R-I-T-E now. I love the... I love the simplicity and yet the creativity in the name of your podcast, Sarah. I love it. And just so you guys can make sure you find the right podcast if you want to go check it out, here's the description in iTunes. It says, a weekly podcast for aspiring aspiring writers looking to find a healthy work-life writing balance. Chock full of uh, encouragement, honest advice, inspiration you need to write every day and retain some semblance of sanity. Recurring themes include books, coffee, rainy days, truth, beauty, lasers, dinosaurs, and all your other favorite things. So go check it out, my friends, right now. Sarah, congratulations. And you know what I love about this is this is somebody who I've never had any interaction with whatsoever. I'm not even aware if she's purchased any of my training tutorials. More than likely, she may be just like any of the literally tens of thousands thousands of people who've gone to learnhowtopodcast.com, my absolutely 100% free tutorial where you're not even required to give me your email address. I don't even know that you have actually done the tutorial unless you have gone through and you launch your podcast and you just send me an email like Sarah did to let me know. So anyway, tons of free content on my site. I encourage everyone to go out there to learnhowtopodcast.com and then uh, when you're there, Make sure you check out the right-hand side. The sidebar of my website has posts most often referred to and also has uh, a big list of topics where it says a great way to browse my content. Anyway, congratulations again, Sarah. I am so happy for you. All right, what are we going to talk about in this week's episode? Uh, Three things I'm going to talk about. Uh, First, I'm going to talk about podcast hijacking on, on YouTube and how you can check to see if you've been hijacked. Uh, I'm going to ask the question, why are interview podcasts so popular? And then I'm also going to share with you uh, the podcasts that I am personally subscribed to. And I'll try to give you a little bit of an overview of why I'm subscribed to them and see if there's any themes between any of the shows and kind of what appeals to me. And then, actually, I'll throw in one more thing. I I promised at the end of last week's episode that I would give you an update on comments on my website. So those are what I'm. Those are the things that I'm going to be talking about. And the first one we're going to go right in here and talk about is something that just came in this week. My friend Daniel Hayes emailed me, and he wrote the following. He says, "Hey Cliff, 
I found uh, something disturbing today. Uh, someone took all of our Simple Life Together podcast episodes and loaded them into a YouTube channel that they then turned advertising on and monetized. Uh, they even titled the channel Simple Life Together Podcast and used my cover art. I submitted a copyright infringement form to YouTube and haven't heard back yet. Others may want to do a search in Google, or, and I actually would recommend that you do a search in YouTube for your podcast to see if there's anything out there. Uh, basically, uh, just kind of paraphrasing what Daniel said, he, he went in and did a search and found that all 74 podcast episodes of his show were loaded into iTunes. He also mentions that Eric Fisher's Beyond the To-Do List uh, had also been added into YouTube all of his episodes, and he had reached out to Eric, and I know uh, from talking with Eric yesterday that uh, he's aware of that, and they're working on getting that taken down as well. And then, of course, he says they also did the same thing with John Lee Dumas's Entrepreneur on Fire, and it even used John's name as the channel title. And he says, I'm not in contact with uh, John to let him know, but uh, if you want to pass this on to him, here's the link to the hijacked channel. And so I did send that on to uh, John Lee Dumas yesterday. So thank you for letting me know. He says, I looked, but I didn't see that your podcast, Podcast Answer Man, has been affected yet. Uh, I don't mind the content being out there, but they monetized these channels and misused our brand. And that is not cool. It's just not right. Uh, and he says that people, you know, might think, people would logically think that these are their channels. And that would make a lot of sense that they would think that. In fact, I went and I, I looked at Simple Life Together on YouTube. I looked at the Beyond the To-Do List on YouTube. And I looked at Entrepreneur on Fire on YouTube. And yes, all three of them very much would make it make you think that John, Eric, or Daniel had placed these on YouTube. I mean, basically what's happening is somebody out there uh, who has hired a, a staff of virtual assistants or some cheap uh, labor force in some country and has hired a team of those people to go into iTunes to find popular podcasts and download every single episode off of the RSS feeds and then upload or actually take each episode and turn it into a video where the video is nothing more than just your artwork, podcast artwork in the middle static throughout the entire episode. And then they upload all of those into YouTube and put them into a channel that is branded with your name on it. And they do go in and turn it on to turn on the advertising so that they can get money every time somebody goes in and plays your content that you created. They're monetizing your content. This, my friends, is absolutely illegal. Uh, and I will tell you that while uh, Daniel had said that you know they hadn't yet responded to his copyright infringement, I don't suspect that it'll take any more than three to four days for uh, YouTube to uh, get that and to completely rip that content offline. And this is not a case of just, you know, I really like my content being out there. This is content that you have created, that you own. You should be the one who uh, gives permission for anybody to syndicate your content in any way, shape, or form. So uh, you may want to go, I would just suggest you go to youtube.com and in the search box, do a search for your podcast's name or your name and see if there are any channels that pull up that have done this to you. And thankfully they have not done mine yet, but, uh, I don't suspect that they're too far behind. So, um, it, it looks like this is a trend and it was just three podcasts that uh, three of the four that Daniel was trying there, and I'm sure he maybe tried a couple others. But anyway, there, there's a lot of this happening from, and I would have guessed that it's one person because it seems to be, you know, the, I saw some consistencies in the, in the way that things have been done on those three. And so I think it's one individual behind trying to monetize this. And I don't think it'll take too long for YouTube to kind of uh, figure out what's going on there. But anyway, uh, you might want to check it out if your podcast has been hijacked. And by the way, this isn't the first time stuff like this has happened. Uh, back in the early days of podcasting, you know, back in 2005, 2006, and uh, even 2007, there used to be people who would go in and take your RSS feed and make a duplicate of it and put it on their own servers and then, and then create duplicate shows in directories trying to get people to sign up to their feed and then they could hijack those those subscribers that think they're subscribing to you, but they're actually subscribing to something else. Um, 
that I don't see very much of that today going on. Uh, iTunes was able to to weed most of that out, but um, you know the, these kind of things are going to continue to happen as we move forward, and and as pop as podcasting becomes even more and more popular, we'll need to be vigilant as a community and and be on the lookout for these things. So that's why I wanted to make sure and share that with you guys right away. All right, the next thing that I want to share, remember last week I shared um, how to come up with fresh, consistently come up with fresh new content for your podcast. And I shared with you that I keep a list of potential future topics. Well, today I'm recording this episode actually just under a week before uh, it's going to be released to you. So I'm going to release this to you guys on Thursday, February 19th. But I'm recording this on fr- Friday, February 13th. And the reason why is because, well, on the 19th, uh, actually this weekend, uh, tomorrow morning, we fly to Fort Lauderdale, my wife and I, and we're going to spend a whole seven-day cruising the Caribbean Sea with my good friends Dan and Joanne Miller, Michael and Gail Hyatt, Michael Stelzner and his entire family are going to be there, my friend Paula Foster, and I've just learned that there are 76 other people that are going to be on this cruise with us. That's the adults not counting children. And so I'm so super excited about this next week, and I wanted to make sure that I was here uh, with some content for you. So I I dove into this uh, dove into this uh, list of potential topics for what I might share with you today. And this one is is not really as fresh on my mind as it was when I first put it in. But the question I asked, I put this question in, and this was the topic that I was a potential topic. But why are interview podcasts so darn popular? And I wrote this in, and I came up with four reasons why I thought they might be so popular uh, just off the top of my head when I entered this into my list of future potential topics. And the reason I remember putting this in there is because there were two podcasting A to Z sessions back-to-back where it just seemed like over half of the students were going to create interview-only format podcasts, which I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I think the interview-only format podcasts are are great. There are a lot of good reasons. In fact, three of the four reasons why I'm going to share with you today are really good reasons for creating an interview-only format podcast. One of them is a terrible reason. Um, but what I found is that many of them did have good reasons for doing it, but several people had a really bad reason for creating an interview-only format podcast. And so let me go ahead and share with you just my mindset on this. And by the way, there are many more reasons that I could come up with if I had to. I could probably come up with a list of 10. But what I'm sharing with you is just right off the top of my head, I'm going to give you four of why I think uh, four of the most popular reasons people create interview-only format shows. So reason number one, it's a great reason. They can provide your show with extra exposure. It, it, and what I mean by this is there's a chance that if you interview somebody on their podcast, on your podcast, that person that you interview might tell their community about the fact that they have been a guest on your show and that therefore exposes you to their audience. And there's a good chance that the people who are loyal, devoted followers or fans or whatever you want to, community members of that particular individual that you have interviewed, there's a good chance that many of those people are going to click through and listen to your show. And potentially, once they listen to your show, it's like, wow, I came here because of the interview with so-and-so. But man, this is a really great show. I love how this person approaches this. I love the focus of the interviews and the and the direction and why these interviews are taking place. And they might stick and subscribe to your show. And so those are going to be, it's a method, it's a strategy of getting new subscribers and getting in front of people with your brand uh, in a way that would never happen otherwise. And so this is a very good reason uh, for uh, having an interview-only style show. By the way, all of these things, uh, th- this this is this first reason that I've shared here, also works if you just occasionally do an interview with your podcast. All right, number two, interviews can possibly raise your credibility in the eyes of others. All right, now, what I mean by this is it's, it's credibility by association. 
so basically having a top level, well-respected, highly regarded guest on your show, if you are able to pull off a conversation with that individual where you seem to have a very good sense of camaraderie to one another, there's a good chance that by associating with that person, people will all of a sudden look at you in a different way. Now, this may may or may not always have, uh, you know, it may not may or may not always be a logical thing for people to do, but it is a reality. So, for example, I, I was I'm not going to say the name of the show, but I was listening to a podcast that, that had been referred to me. And I I subscribe to it, and I'm like, yeah, I've heard a little bit about this guy before, but I, I'm just not sure that I really care too much for him, to be honest with you. But And, and so I started listening to the show, and, and, and I, I, I listened to like three or four episodes, and I deleted them before even finishing them. And I, and I had a couple of solo sessions in there, and I haven't listened to those yet. But then all of a sudden, I saw somebody that he interviewed that I look up to quite a bit as, as a super successful person. This is a person that to get on your show, it, it would be nearly impossible for, you know, 99 out of 100 people. I mean, this is the fact that this person said hello or said yes to an interview and then even took it to the next level and actually it was in his living room kind of deal. You know, it's it's like this isn't just a telephone. The, the credibility was even higher, just the fact that the person yes, said yes, but then the credibility even went through the roof to know that they're sitting face to face in this person, in this, get, the you know, the person, the highly regarded person. He's in his living room, in his house. He's been an invited guest. And so all of a sudden, the credibility of that person raised to a whole new level. Now, I don't know that I'm going to continue to stay subscribed to that show, but this this is the reality of, of just how you think about somebody. It's like, wow, this, this person is not just regarded by some of my peers, but even some of my some of the people that I highly regard and respect and, and is regarded by many people in, invited this guy, in, said yes to an interview, and also invited him into his home. So that person's credibility has been elevated. While I may or may not personally like the show and continue to stay subscribed, but his credibility is much is much higher today than I had had for that person previously. And I've noticed this with myself. Um, I noticed that you know because of some of the the blessings that I have had to in relationships with certain individuals. Um, I noticed that my credibility has ra- has been ris- has raised has been raised. There we go. Has risen uh, as a result of some of the association that I have with people. Now, I want to. I just want to preface this by saying I do not recommend that you go out and try to build friendships for the purpose of of building your credibility. You know, if I don't think I think there has to be something about relationships that just have no strings attached. You're not looking to get something out of it. It's just. Sometimes relationships just happen, and and you always want to look for providing value, but don't provide value so that you can get this benefit of this strategic credibility by association. That that that's baloney. But I do think it's okay to be strategic about inviting top level, highly regarded guests on your show. I don't think it's creepy at all to to bring them on and have high quality, uh, high level people in your show as a guest on your podcast for the purpose of of raising your credibility in the eyes of those who follow that person and in, even in the eyes of your own community. Uh, but just don't just don't carry that on to trying to build relationships with them on a personal level for those same uh, strategic reasons. I, I, I think you cross a line there personally. But anyway, so those are two reasons. Um, the third reason is having an interview can be not always will be, but can be a lot easier than consistently coming up with unique content week after week after week where it's just you talking. And so a lot of people are really concerned about what I talked about last week. How do I consistently come up with fresh new content? Well, if you have a different person on your show every episode, you could talk about the same topic every week and have different content because you have different perspectives. And so a third reason for having a guest on consistently would be that it takes a lot of pressure off of making sure that your 
coming up with all of the all of the content of the show, talking nonstop from beginning to end. All right, so th- those are three really good reasons, and I'm again, I'm sure there are many more that I could come up with if I have to, but those are the top three, I think. But there is a fourth reason that some people go into creating their own uh, interview-only format podcast, and it's not a good reason. And I've seen several people that have done this. And the the fourth reason is they have a low level of self-confidence. Yes, they have a low self-confidence level. So basically, this is not true of all interview format podcasts. Trust me, I'm not trying to make any immediate jump there, no conclusions being drawn. I'm just saying this is, there are some people who have interview-only format podcasts or they're only considering an interview-only format podcast because they have no confidence in their own ability to consistently come up with value for their audience. They feel like I'm not good enough. They have this thing they call we call it the imposter syndrome. You know, who am I to talk about this? Who am I to be the person who does this? And so what they say to themselves is, you know what? What I'm going to do is I'm going to invite people who are better than me. I'm going to consistently invite people who are more of an expert than I am. I'm going to invite people who are the go-to people in this field. And I'm going to consistently let those people bring value to my audience. Now, are you bringing value to your audience by bringing those people to your community? Yes. But are you letting your light shine? Well, that may or may not be the case. So here's an example. I have had some students in my in my past, and in, I've had a, I had a student who they shared with me what their purpose was for creating the show. I always ask, what is why do you want to podcast? What purpose is there for you to create this show? And another thing that I asked them, what specific goals do you have for this? And this person had said, you know, I want to be seen as a, as an, in, you know, I want to see, be seen as a go-to expert. Ultimately, I want to work myself to the place where I'm a go-to expert in this industry, where people will come to me for advice and people will buy my products and my services, where people will hire me for coaching and consulting in this area. And they were, I mean, it's very clear that they wanted to be seen as the expert. But they, when when discussing the format of the show, they were very, appreh- this person was very apprehensive about being the, being the expert, setting himself up as the expert. This person says, no, I cannot do that. I, I, I'm, I don't think I'll be able to come up with content every week. Um, I, 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 I think I'll feel more comfortable if other people talked about what they knew because I, I just don't know enough. And my recommendation was, my, I think the perfect first episode for you was, hello, everybody. Welcome to my brand new podcast in this area. Let me just share a little story with you. This is who I am. This is where I'm at. And to be honest with you, I am going to be doing a solo format show, which means that I'm going to be talking pretty much most all the time in each of the episodes. Although I will occasionally bring on some great guest experts, people who are much further down the road than I am. But for the longest time, I had always planned to do this where this was going to be a yet another one of those interview-only podcasts where every single week I'd bring you somebody else. And the reason why I was going to do that is because I was afraid. I had little confidence that I might be able to provide anything of value to you in this area. But the reality is, is I'm passionate about this. And this is my goal. I want to get to the place where I'm seen as a respectable leader in this area, where I am seen as a thought leader, where people actually will one day use the word, you know, expert next to to describing who I am in this field. And I know that that's a lofty goal, especially coming from where I am today. But let me explain to you how I got into this and then move on and start there because I believe what that hap- what that does is endear you to people. Uh, people feel like, wow, this guy's authentic, transparent. I already feel like I can trust him a little bit more uh, than just trying to build a show and and not really having enough confidence to put himself out there as an expert. You know, a couple weeks ago, somebody told me, Cliff, who do you think you are to talk about health, fitness, and nutrition? 
That's so ridiculous. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I who, who are you to say that I can't? That's See, that that's that's my turnaround to this. You know, should I just take pursuing a balanced life and only talk to big celebrities like Jillian Michaels and Bob Harper and and all these other celebrity trainers and maybe only talk about talk interview nutritionists and personal trainers and physical therapists and sports medicine doctors is is that how I do pursuing a balanced life no could I could I do it that way yes would that set me up as as a as a an authority in the area? No, it, it sets me as, as sets me up as somebody who is who is connected to and pointing people to the authorities in the area. But I actually want to become a little bit more of an authority in not. I don't want to be a, an authority in the health and fitness guy. You know, I'm not going to be your health, fitness, and nutrition answer man. That's not my goal. My goal, however, though, is to really get a good grasp on fitness, health, and nutrition. And specifically for the purpose of how do you have a well-balanced lifestyle? You know, my, my thing is, is that for many years I've been known as the podcast answer man. But those who sign up for podcasting A to Z, my four-week online training course, they have come to understand that, wow, while I came here simply to learn the technical side of creating a podcast, I had Cliff Ravenscraft as my personal life and career coach for four weeks. And they realized that I I help them with a lot more than just their podcast. I help them answer their questions about building a business, products and services, pricing. Um, and I also want to be in a place where I can talk about having margin in your life and how you can build a business without working 14 hours a day, seven days a week, because that's where I was and it's not healthy and how that lands you in the hospital and and how you can actually uh, you know, focus on the right things, say no to the right things and, and help you get a little bit more clarity in your life. And yes, I wanna help people not only succeed in their business, not only succeed with getting their message online with a great podcast, but I also want to see people succeed in their marriages, in their their parenting, and certainly in taking care of the body, which is the greatest gift that God has given us, this amazing body, taking good care of it. So, wow, yes, I, 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 I yeah. So anyway, do you have a lack of self-confidence and is that what's driving your decision to do an interview only format podcast. And if so, then I would I would encourage you to reconsider. And and I would just I want to say I'm not going to mention the name of the person, the one individual that prompted me to actually put this in here, but I will tell you that that person did launch uh, his podcast and it is not an interview only format podcast and it is a solo show and this person is now somebody who is rocking it in his industry and has created uh, a, quite a name for himself. And and I'm, I couldn't be more thrilled. So anyway, I, again, I just want to say this. I'm, it's not that I'm against uh, interview-only format podcast. It's not the type of show that I personally like to listen to a lot. Um, you'll find that out because I'm getting ready to share with you the list of shows that I'm subscribed to. But uh, there are many reasons why it can be a good thing. So let me just re- go over the first three that are potentially good reasons uh, for potentially, or actually good reasons for potentially doing an interview-only format podcast or including some interviews in your mix of your show. Uh, number one, they can provide you credibility, by, or actually, no. Number one, they can provide you but with extra exposure uh, based upon the fact that many of your guests will share the fact that they were on your show with their community. Uh, interviews can give you credibility by association, and then uh, having an interview can be easier than consistently trying to come up with your own content, talking nonstop from the beginning to the end of your show. And then four, and I think it is a horrible, lousy reason uh, to create an interview-only format podcast, and it's just because you don't believe in yourself, that you have the value to bring to your community. And I will tell you what, your authenticity, authenticity your transparency, and your sharing, your journey as you progress and move forward is all the value you need to create your own show and do it on a solo basis if that's what you really need to create or to meet the goals for which you have and the purpose for which you have for creating that show. All right. 
Moving on to the next topic here. Uh, oh, before, actually, before we do that, if you have an interview-only format show or if you are thinking about including some interviews in your show, um, I would recommend that you go back to an episode I created a long time ago, episode number 315. Uh, it's titled 22 Tips to Improve Your Podcast Interviews. 22 Tips to Improve Your Podcast Interviews episode 315, you can get that by going to podcastanswerman.com slash 315, podcastanswerman.com slash 315. All right, so the next thing I want to share here are the podcasts that I'm subscribed to. Once again, I'm going back to last week's episode. Where do I come up with content for this week? This week there, I'm pre-recording. I'm recording two shows in one week back-to-back. What am I going to talk about in episode 393? Well, remember I told you one of the things that uh, I don't do as often but uh, is still something you could do is look at some of the things that people that you admire and respect are doing and look at the content that they've shared and and use that as inspiration for your own. So a couple weeks ago, my friend Ray Edwards had created a podcast episode where he shared uh, not only the podcast that he subscribes to and listens to every week, but he also shared a list of shows that you might want to consider. And so I figured, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and include the current list of shows that I listen to most frequently. All right, so what I'll do is I'm going to share these with you, and I want to share with you um, just a little bit of details about each one. So the first one that I have in my list is called This Week in Tech, and it's made by Leo Laporte. This is the first podcast I've ever subscribed to. I've been subscribed since nine, uh, since 2005. There have been 496 episodes so far, and out of those 496, I bet you I've listened to about 490 of them. Uh, the ones that I've missed are the ones where Leo Laporte is out of town. I'm just not a fan of the show when he's not at the helm. Uh, it is a panel discussion format, so there's usually always three to five people on the show, and I love listening to them talk about tech. And more than anything, I love Leo Laporte's way of leading the conversation. He's, For me, I think he's got a charismatic personality that I'm drawn to. Uh, and I have been ever since I first learned about Leo Laporte back in the old ZDTV slash tech TV days when he was doing the screensavers. He's also the person who introduced me to the world of podcasting. Uh, through his blog back in 2005, and I've been listening to him ever since he got into podcasting. So uh, I still listen to his show every week. I'm also a tech enthusiast, and I like to stay up to date on tech. The second show on my list is also from Leo Laporte. It's called Mac Break Weekly. This is an Apple, you know, Apple-focused uh, show, so it's all Apple technology all the time. iPads, iPhones, iOS, Apple TV, um, all of that stuff, and. Anyway, in the Apple Watch, let's not forget that. Anyway, 441 episodes, I've probably listened to 430 of them, pretty much the same thing. Every episode Leo's been the, at the at the helm of the panel discussion, I've listened to, and the ones where he's not, I just skipped that week. Um, then the third show that is on my uh, list here is The Break with Father Roderick Von Hogan. Now, I, Father Roderick Von Hogan was the third podcast I think I ever listened to. So I started out with Leo Laporte, and Leo mentioned Adam Curry having uh, being one of the founders and, and original people who who invented uh, the RSS attached to a or an audio file attached to an RSS feed through an enclosure tag, and and so and of course Adam Curry was already pretty popular. I knew him from the Adam or from the video. Uh, video DJ days of um, uh, MTV. And so I listened to Adam Curry for quite some time. I probably listened to him for about a year. And one of the things that both he and uh, Adam Curry and Leo Laporte talked about was this Catholic priest in the Netherlands called Father Roderick Van Hogan. And I checked out his show called The Catholic Insider. He was doing audio sound scene tours at the time. And I remember checking in when he was doing one of Dublin, Ireland, and I fell in love with that format, and over time, I fell in love with the way that Father Roderick communicates in his show, and, and, I, and I loved the um, worldview of, of, of the way he thinks. He's such a positive-minded person, and um, it, it, it just something fascinating about Father Roderick himself, and then, of course, he also has 
a podcast network. So I felt a little bit of uh, a connection there because I was building a podcast network as well. And he created many shows. I was creating many shows. And he had this large online community. I had this large online community. And so I, I, I just found so many different things that I had in common. He's a geek. I'm a geek. You know, just all this different stuff. So I, I, over over time, I had the benefit of uh, developing a friendship with him. And for two years, he and I did a podcast together. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Father Roderick and I did a podcast. We originally started out as the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast, and then it became Balanced Living Weekly. But uh, for about two years, we did that show together every single week. As And we were both doing many other shows outside of that. Anyway... But I listen. So I, Father Roderick was the third podcaster I ever heard of in my life, and I will tell you the break with Father Roderick started out as the Daily Breakfast, and then it was called the Breakfast, and then it was called um, the Break with Father Roderick. Anyway, nine hundred forty-eight episodes so far. I've never missed a single episode. Nine hundred forty-eight. Um, and by the way, his show is an hour. That show is an hour every single week. I've listened to every episode. I listened every week. For one hour of that show. The next show on my list is Geek Week with Father Roderick. It has 37 episodes and this is where he talks, he's broken out a show to to get a little bit more de- in depth with the geeky talk. So he talks more about movies and video games and and uh, Star Wars, uh, what's coming up, uh, um, technology and, and apps and all of this other stuff. He gets a lot more in-depth geeky stuff with Geek Week 37 episodes so far, an hour each week. I've listened to all 37 of them. Uh, then the third, uh, the, or the, I guess we're on the fifth one in the list now, The Walk with Father Roderick. Um, there's been 100 episodes of this show, and I've listened to all 100 of them, and yes, an hour a week. And by the way, The Walk actually, I, I, I'm not positive, but I think it was inspired by my show, Pursuing a Balanced Life. It certainly has... Uh, the same style format where most of the episodes, or actually all of those episodes, but Pursuing a Balanced Life, most of the episodes are where I'm actually out exercising or working out or doing something. Uh, and so, um, yeah, it's basically just a free form. There's, it's unscripted. Uh, he, I think he did a couple episodes where he tried to script it, and I'm so thankful that he's back to non-scripting that show because that's what the appeal of that one is. He, just, he literally just talks about what's going on in his life. Uh, and it's it's more like an audio journal, and I love that show. So if you haven't picked it up, I'm listening. Oh, by the way, this week in tech, this week in tech, and Mac Break Weekly, both of those are two hours each. Uh, so that's four hours of Leo Laporte. But I only, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I probably listened about sixty to ninety minutes of each of those shows. I I do a lot of skipping through all their commercials, and sometimes I skip through through conversations of things that aren't as interesting you know they used to be an hour in length and when they started going over an hour that's when I started skipping content um, so I still listen to them every week but um, I do skip through a, a majority of it uh, Father Roderick's three shows that's three hours a week if he put publishes those every single week I listen to all of it I don't skip any of it uh, and I really love listening to that show, those shows. And here's the deal. When Father Roderick goes on vacation, my week feels different because there's three hours of influence that's not there anymore. Uh, so Father Roderick, quick one on vacation. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see here. The next show on my list is the Ray Edwards Show. Ray Edwards is a member of my Green Room Mastermind group, and uh, he's a close personal friend. And I have been listening to every episode of the Ray Edwards Show for a year now. Now, Ray Edwards talks about, um, he talks about business, uh, faith, and entrepreneurship, and technology. So, but his, his goal is to help people build an online profitable business that helps make change in the world for the good. So, that's the Ray Edwards show. I listen to it every single week, and um, it, it's, it's great stuff. The God Journey podcast. Now, there are 472 episodes of The God Journey. I've listened to about 300 of them. I've been listening to The God Journey for many years. It's put together by a guy named Wayne Jacobson. And um, this show is for people. uh, It's a show that's about the lifestyle of those who are diehard, committed, Christ-following Christian folks who have a relationship with our Heavenly Father, who believe in Jesus Christ, who are deeply committed to our faith, 
but who do not uh, attend local weekly congregational gatherings uh, that are sometimes referred to as, quote-unquote, going to church. So um, I don't know if you guys know that about me. I am a one of those crazy Jesus freak kind of guys. Uh, I love I love my Lord, and he is my Savior and all that good stuff. Uh, but you might also be surprised to learn that I do not attend a local congregation of saints, uh, but uh, instead live my life in community with many believers called the church all over the world uh, in all kinds of wild and unique ways in this journey called The God Journey. Anyway, so anyway, check that out, The God Journey at thegodjourney.com. I'll have links to all of these, by the way, in the in the show notes at podcastanswerman.com slash 393. Anyway, the next one in my list, Dan Miller's 48, on, 48 Days Online Radio Show. I've listened to every weekly episode since 2009, and uh, Dan has an amazing ability to inspire me to no end. Uh, motivation from this show is responsible for so many times when I've felt burned out or, man, I'm getting bored of doing the same thing over and over again, and I've just been motivated to create, find creative new things to do. Um, Dan takes questions from his community, and it's basically life and career coaching. All right? Michael Hyatt's This Is Your Life podcast. I listen to every episode of his show. Uh, Michael Hyatt talks about um, being a leader, being, you know, developing a platform online, uh, relationships, entrepreneurial kind of stuff. It's, you know, you you see a little bit of a theme here, right? Um, But yes, business and success tips. I mean, it's good stuff. Michael Hyatt, This Is Your Life. The next one I have on the list here is the Startup Podcast with... um, Oh gosh, what is his name? It's it's escaping me all automatically here. Um, I, why can't I think of his name? Uh, do 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 do. Yeah, it's it's completely gone. But anyway, I listened to to the startup podcast. This is the guy who left uh, his job at uh, This American Life. And why can't I think of his name? Is that weird when you have a mental block like that? I should have wrote down the names of all the people, but um. I'm trying to think, and it's just not coming to me. But uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. I know you all know it. Many of you know it. Anyway, the Startup Podcast is a guy who who was with uh, This American Life, NPR, very popular podcast and radio station for many years. Uh, and so he left that to start his own podcasting business. I've talked about Startup here many times in the past. And anyway, it's been a story of a, a very authentic and transparent look into the life of the startup, of how he got started, how he got venture funding and and all of this stuff and how things are going, how his employees are overworked and 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 stressed out. And so far, this has been amazing. Um, I suspect, though, that in the very near future, I'm going to unsubscribe from Startup. And the reason why is because he's brought in a co-host recently and have announced that in the future, the shift and focus of the show is going to start telling the story of other startups. And, well, that's not why I subscribed to the show. I was actually interested in his story, um, and I'm not so sure that I'll be interested in hearing him tell, or his co-host tell, him and his co-host tell someone else's story. Um, I, it, it, people think that these narrative format shows are the reason why these shows are successful, and it's not. I'm I'm more interested in his story than um, than that. And I and I can't. I mean, I would be able to tell you his name off the top of my head. You know, nine ninety nine times out of a hundred, if you ask me any t- day of the week. But right now, it's completely gone. Doesn't matter. We'll move on. All right. The next show that's on my list here, but I am not subscribed to it anymore. I did unsubscribe from Serial. <laughs> Now, I loved Serial. I listened to every single episode of Serial, and it, I mean, it was the first thing I wanted to listen to um, from Sarah Keening, and I think it is probably one of the most awesome, you know, individual series of show, you know, series of episodes of uh, that make up a great story, uh, and it, I think it was so compelling because this it's a crime story, but it's real. It's, it's genuine, real evidence being poured over, investigated, reported on it 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 was awesome and by the way i recently heard on social media that um adnan saeed has been granted an appeal case so there it looks like they're gonna 
go back to court and and uh, I bet you anything that that had a large uh, the the podcast had a large impact on that. Now for season two when they come back with serial, from what I understand, they're going to tell a, she's going to tell a different story uh, in that show. And you know, as far as I'm concerned, I, I I'm not I'm not I'm not instantly drawn to another story. It was not the narrative storytelling for me that drew me into serial. Uh, it wasn't the fact that it was several, you know, one story told over many episodes. It wasn't the the style of taking pre-recorded stuff and mixing it in with narrative storytelling. It's not what it was for me. It was the Adnan story is what I was intrigued with. So we'll see if she comes up with something. And by the way, yes, I did unsubscribe from it. But when it comes back, it'll make enough buzz. Everybody will talk about it. I'll listen to one or two episodes and I'll tell you if I come back. All right. The next show on my list is The Catholics Next Door. This is Greg and Jennifer Willits. This is a Catholic couple that now lives in Colorado. They lived in Atlanta for many years. Um, and they used to be very, well, actually, they helped form the legal entity of SQPN, which is Father Roderick's network. And I've just known them for many years. I've probably listened to like, well, first of all, I've listened to almost all of their newest show. They have 73 episodes of the new podcast called, uh, the new version of their podcast called The Catholics Next Door. Um, before that, they used to have, many years ago, they had about, they had a, a show called The Rosary Army Podcast, which is just Greg and Jennifer getting behind the microphone talking about their family life. And they would also talk about other topics, including their faith as well. But I really got into it just by hearing their family life. I, I loved hearing their relationship with one another and how, you know, what they're doing as a family and felt connected to them. And in fact, Greg and Jennifer and their podcasting was the inspiration for the show that my wife and I do called Family from the Heart. So I've uh, been listening to them. I've listened to w- hundreds of episodes of Greg and Jennifer over the years and a huge fan of them. So that's The Catholics Next Door. The next show on my list is Smart Passive Income with my friend Pat Flynn. And uh, Pat has come a whole long way since his early days in podcasting. And I am so excited about his journey. And and I'm excited about what his journey has done for the exposure of podcasting in the world. Um, Pat came to me, gosh, back in 2009 or 2010, I can't remember. And uh, he was look. He already had this up and coming blog, and he was looking to add a podcast. And we did some consulting, and I for, I I instantly felt a connection to Pat and his his perspective on life and business and family. And so um, back in 2010, I invited him to to join me in a mastermind group that I wanted to form. And he and I have been in a mastermind group ever since that time. And uh, I, he's got a great podcast. Go check it out. Smart Passive Income. He taught, he, it, it's more, he, he has lots of interviews or conversations with people who are doing exciting and interesting things in uh, online business. So go check that out if that's something you might be interested in. Next up is Late Night Internet Marketing with my friend Mark Mason. Uh, now, I will tell you that I have been listening to Mark for a long time. Mark happens to be a member of my Green Room Mastermind group as well that I meet with every week. And um, Mark's show is a lot about uh, niche websites, building uh, a business late at night while you have a day job. Uh, there's tons of talk about SEO and and online marketing courses and stuff like that. And to be honest with you, most of that stuff is not interesting to me at all. However, what is interesting to me is Mark Mason. I love Mark and he's a great friend and I love to just hear his voice every now and then. And one of my favorite things that Mark does with his show is at the end when his outro music and you know all the branding is audio branding is done there, he lets it pause for about two or three seconds and there's always some kind of hidden nugget at the end. So uh, I, I love that he does that, and, and it's how I keep up to date with Mark when I'm not talking to him or texting with him on my phone. All right, so let's see here. Social media marketing with uh, my friend Michael Stelzner. Now, Mar- Michael Stelzner is also in my, uh, in my uh, group, for my, my mastermind group, and he basically has lots of wonderful insights. He starts off each show with a monologue, Uh, And then he has a conversation typically with somebody. And it's, as you might imagine, how to market things online using social media. 
Uh, and he also has a very popular website that probably most of you know about over at socialmediaexaminer.com. Another show that I listen to is Learning with Leslie. And if you haven't guessed it, yes, a number, another member of my podcast mastermind, or not my podcast mastermind, my green room mastermind. The podcast mastermind, by the way, is, is an organization I created back in 2010 and I ran it for two years and I shut it down. Even though uh, everybody wanted it to continue, but I had to shut it down to, to create some more margin in my life to, to focus on some new goals and, and things in that of that nature. But uh, anyway, the Green Room Mastermind is my own private mastermind, has six members in it, and we meet every single week. So anyway, Leslie is also a member of it. He has a podcast where he talks about blogging and online business and and it, it, he, it's, you know, it's the same thing that a lot of the other shows here and the folks in my, my mastermind talk about. We, we're, we're online business people, right? So great, great content from Leslie. And one of the things you'll learn is that you cannot be in a bad mood and listen to Leslie's show. No, you, what I mean by that is you can be in a bad mood, but you turn Leslie's show's on, show on and I guarantee you 10 minutes into it, you will be smiling. So... Uh, that my friend Mark says you can't listen to a show without smiling, or maybe that was Mike that said that this week in our mastermind group. But yeah, check it out, Learning with Leslie. All right, uh, another show on my list is Strategic Living Podcast with my friend Brian Holmes, and Brian is all about p- helping people live life uh, free from the past, finding healing from your past, and moving forward with intentionality and and stuff like that. So go check that out. Just go to brianholmes.com. Again, links to all of this in the show notes. My friend Eric J. Fisher, many of you know, it's been a long time since I've had Eric on the show. That's because I've kind of been doing things a little bit differently here in Podcast Answer Man lately. But I'm still great friends with my friend Eric J. Fisher. And he is still doing the Beyond the To-Do List podcast. And it's on my list. And I like to check in from time to time and hear some of the interviews that he has there. Uh, he introduce, interviews people about, it, I would say it's mostly focused on productivity, but it's beyond what it, it's beyond just the technical aspects of pre- productivity. And, and it's, it's a little bit more about success in life and why, are, why should we be productive is a way that I would communicate what his show is about. And uh, recently, I picked up the subscription to the One Day Business Breakthrough podcast with Pat Flynn and Chris Ducker. And so far, I'm enjoying this. There's plenty of episodes, but unfortunately, I've only listened to the first three or so so far. Uh, but so far, I've enjoyed them. It, it's just, as you can see, I'm getting down into the list. There's a lot of podcasts to listen to. Uh, but I am enjoying the One Day Business Breakthrough. And it's kind of like a mini, it's like the smallest version of a, of a mastermind that you could possibly get. Uh, basically, they, they have one guest uh, that has called in a question about their business and basically what they do is they have a little brainstorming session between the two of them for advice on how that person can take their business and and have a breakthrough if you will all right and then recently i subscribed to the tim ferris show and i'm not as crazy about it as i thought i might be but i will tell you that i did like the two interview or the one interview broken into two episodes so that you can get more downloads obviously <laughs> done with uh, tony robbins uh, I, I look up to Tony Robbins as far as uh, some of the things he's accomplished in life and in business, and and I did enjoy that interview, and I don't know that I'll stay subscribed to that show for much longer beyond that. So anyway, those are some of the shows. I'm subscribed to more, but um, oh, you know what? Let me just throw one more in there. Super Fantastic Leadership Show with Daphne Scott. Uh, th- that'll be in the list as well. But uh, you know what? I, I need to move on. I see that I'm approaching an hour here. And I did promise folks that I would talk about comments on my website. Now, here's the deal. Um, a while back, several episodes ago, um, I had mentioned that. Let's see here. Did I have a list on that? You know, I do not. Anyway, I'll just tell you. Um, I mentioned that Michael Hyatt had completely removed all of the comments on his uh on his website and he did a blog post explaining his reason behind it. Now his idea was not to suggest that anybody else do this to their site, but it did get me to thinking. Now, all and I, I see right here, that was episode 389 where I talked about that. Anyway, 
So one of the things that got me to thinking about is just how overwhelmed I am at times with the amount of technical questions that are consistently coming my way. Now, an email, I can answer those uh, pretty easily. And and the reason why is because I have some uh, pre-written messages for many of the most frequently asked questions. And then I have a response for the ones where I don't have time to answer them. But my response is very well-crafted and points people to valuable resources that they can go in search of those answers they're looking for. Um, lots of free resources on my site and some other places, and then an offer to connect them to a personal referral of somebody that I know and trust that can help them with their answer. Um, So it's real easy for me to handle those emails that come in that way. But um, the thing is, though, is is oftentimes, what I do in in those situations, I try always to answer a few emails every single day. But I just, with several hundred emails coming in, there's no way I can do that for everyone. Uh, somebody writes me a quick question, and they might think that, you know, hey, it's three paragraphs long. That probably took him about five or 10 minutes to write. No, sometimes those three paragraphs took me about 25 to 30 minutes to write, sometimes more, uh, depending on what I had to go and look and, and find and, and pull together and kind of think and process. And many times your quick questions, unfortunately, can't be answered unless I have three or four questions clarifying questions answered. And I certainly don't always have the time to do that. So I try to do for some what I wish I could do for everyone. But many times, it's just the nature of the numbers, um, a good number of times I just have to give my standard pre-written, I'm sorry I can't answer this for you response. And I know that some people are really turned off by that. I try to word it in a way that they'll understand and provide them with possible solutions to finding the answers they're looking for. But um, I, I still have to say no a lot. And what I hated was the fact that on many of the pages on my website, um, I find people asking very specific technical questions that would take a ton of time for me to answer. And they're asking them publicly on my website in a comment section. And these aren't questions where they could just be turned into questions for Podcast Answer Man and I answer them here because the reality is is the answer to their questions is specific only to the exact equipment that they have. So it's not easily transferable to other things. So, you know, up to this point, I've been answering every single one of those questions and it has been a hassle. And sometimes I'm talking about those questions in comments. And what's happened is there are times when I noticed that I was getting 20, 30, sometimes 40 different questions, technical questions, consulting type questions, people asking me to answer on the comment section of my equipment page, my JK audio page, my, you know, Roland recorder page and all these other pages. And I feel that there was like this social pressure to answer this because I didn't want other people to land on my site and then to see all these questions and either see me say, I'm sorry, I can't help you or I'm sorry, but you, I can charge you for this or I'm sorry, but you know, you have to go buy this tutorial or I'm sorry, I can't help you or just leave them unanswered. I didn't want people to think that I'm an unresponsive, unhelpful individual because that's not the case. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to find a way to turn off the comments on my site. But gosh, I have literally some of these comments have, you know, 50, 200, 100, you know, they they have somewhere, some of them have hundreds of comments. And I didn't want to lose any of that either. But I just wanted to be able to turn off the comments and still let them roll. Now, first of all, I want to tell you that I recently, I, I, I want to remind you that I recently moved over to the service called Discuss, D-I-S-Q-U-S, D-I-S-Q-U-S dot com. And one of the features that I learned is I could go into any individual post, scroll down to the bottom, and in the comments section, uh, if you have the Discuss plugin activated on your site, look where your username is. My username is Cliff Ravenscraft, and if I click the drop-down arrow, you will see the option in the drop-down that says close thread. And if you choose close thread, it will turn off the comment section for that particular post. 
Actually, that's not accurate to say. It, it will turn off the ability to leave future comments. It takes the comments box away, but it leaves all of your existing comments there. All right, so I think that that is huge. Um, and so you can go in and, and, and if you wanna turn it back on later, you can do the same thing. Click on your username and then enable thread or what or open thread. Um, also, my friend Michael Hyatt had heard that episode and he says, hey Cliff, did you know that Discuss has an option for you to automatically close after a certain number of days? Um, so if you go to discuss.com and then when you're logged in, you click on your admin panel and when you go to your admin panel, go to your, your particular site and then click on settings. And if you scroll down, it says automatic closing. And it says do not allow comments after. And it says by default zero days. And it says using zero days will disable this feature. So basically it will not automatically close anything by default. However, I went in and, and thank you Michael Hyatt for telling me this. I went in and chose do not allow comments after 31 days. So now what this did is it when I updated that and hit save changes, it went in and it closed the comments on any post on my site that was more than 31 days old. And I wanted this, but it left all of the comments there. And for me, this has been a huge blessing and has re it actually, it's eliminated any of those very technical, quote unquote, quick questions, but never a quick answer type questions off of my website. And by the way, just real quick, I'm not shutting out my quote unquote existing community at all um, because most of those questions were coming from people who just found me as a result of a Google search. And they have no idea who Cliff Ravenscraft is. Uh, they're just hoping, they've read it and they're like, wow, I want a, I want a quick answer to this. And so now they have to email me. And by the way, they have been emailing me. And I've answered some, and I've given my pre-written response to many of the others. And oftentimes those people say, yes, I'd love to hire somebody, or thank you for sending me a link to that other resource. I, I found exactly what I needed. But at least now I'm not saying my no pre-written response to anybody online. Of course, I wasn't doing that anyway, uh, but, but now I don't have to actually spend literally hours every week answering questions because of the social pressure. Now, real quickly, do I recommend that you shut off comments on your site, either individual posts, or do I recommend that you shut off comments after 31 days? My answer to that is almost probably always going to be no for most of you. And the reason why is because if you're in the stage where you just aren't getting as much feedback as you hope you would. You're not, you don't have the types of relationships and very loyal community following that's bringing you in hundreds of emails every single day. Then I want to encourage you to do whatever you can to leave up, leave open every opportunity for people to reach you, whether it be a comment on social media, whether it be, um, whether it be a comment on your website a comment on your YouTube channels, which by the way, I shut down all the comments on my YouTube channels as well. Um, it, again, it's not that I'm trying to block people, but you know, people know how to get in touch with me and the best way to get in touch with me is via email. So, um, but, but, so I have turned those things off, but I'm at a place where I already have more people reaching out to me than I could possibly ever answer personally. Uh, and unless you're in that position, if you're still in a phase where you're building your, your online reputation and your online brand and trying to get more exposure for your business and your brand, I recommend you keep that stuff open. Uh, but eventually, for, for me, what this has done is it's helped me to avoid having, you know, having to hire other people to answer my comments and say, sorry, Cliff can't answer this for you, but here's some resources. I know that that's can be helpful and that's what some people suggested rather than turning off comments. But what I love the solution that I have found for myself, I'm not suggesting it for you, but for myself, I love that people still have a month to comment on the most recent comment or content that I'm producing on my site, whether it be a podcast or a blog post or a page. And after 31 days, I've, I've pretty much, uh, I don't have to worry about that consistently driving new correspondence for me to react to. So there you go. That's my episode this week, my friends. Uh, this show has been sponsored by me. 
<laughs> Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man. And if you don't mind, I'd love to play uh, this little bit of a promo. And uh, then I'll explain to you when my next uh, A to Z sh- session is. Are you thinking of launching your own podcast and don't know where to start? You could have your own high-quality podcast online in just under four weeks, even if you have absolutely no technical knowledge about how podcasting works. Intrigued? 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 Since 2006, Cliff Ravenscraft, a podcast answer man, has trained thousands of people on how to launch a successful podcast. Cliff has coached top-ranked podcasters such as Pat Flynn, Michael Hyatt, Michael Stelzner, Dan Miller, John Lee Dumont, and the list goes on. Podcasting A to Z is a four-week group training course that leads you step-by-step through the setup of your very own podcast. Not just the technical side, but also the mindset that goes into creating a successful show as well. One thing is certain. At the end of four weeks, you will have experienced one of the best investments you can make in taking your message to the next level. To learn more details about the course, head to podcastinga2z.com. Podcasting A to Z. That's right, my friends, podcastingatoz.com, and my next session has been uh, announced. It is going to start on Monday, May 25th, 2015. Yes, May. Unfortunately, because of my travel schedule and my speaking commitments and all the other things I've got going on, it's the earliest I could put my next session. So what I can tell you, though, is because there is no session between now and May 25th, it will sell out. It's guaranteed to sell out. It will only... I will only allow 30 students in that session, and I can tell you already it is going to sell out. So if you want to get into podcasting A to Z, you will want to get in soon. Uh, Go check it out. We will get started Monday, May 25th, and go for uh, four weeks. Anyway, my friends, thank you for tuning in, and until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Podcast at some